this morning we're going to spend some time and going to share our theme for the year, which is titled Invited to Follow Him. And I hope that just those words mean something to you as, as you think about this relationship that we have with the Lord and that he called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. Uh, well, I want to tell you up front that as the Lord is kind of ministering to my heart, there's probably going to be a part two, just so that we can get the grasp and the depths of what God is wanting to share with us. But let me ask you a question or something for us to think about a little bit. Uh, maybe you, like I, you've had some times where there's been some loss of focus. You ever had so many things to do that you just couldn't decide on which to do first? That there was so much going on that it seems like it all just kind of was bleeding over on each other. And um, maybe it was hard to concentrate or focus on what was the priority. And that we are so in need of someone to call us to the attention of those things that are the priority. And maybe uh, many of you have a calendar where you can look at your calendar and say, well, those things that's on my calendar are the priority. I got to check those things off. Or maybe it's when you get that phone call that your list shifts a little bit based on the need and the person that's making the call, and it shifts your priority of things. Or maybe there's that alarm clock. Anybody in here sets their alarm, and you may put a little title on it, and when that goes off, you know there's a certain priority that you need to take care of. And so we may use our alarm clock to do that very thing to remind us of what's pressing, of what's priority, of what's going on. But, I, but I'm here to tell you today that we hear the voice of the Lord Jesus to give us the priorities that he has for us. So you know what happens to a lot of us at times is sometimes we lose focus on what's the most important things in life. I believe we sometimes lose focus on what our task is even as children of God and the body of believers as well. And so here at the open door we know that we exist to follow Christ, to follow him, his leading, his direction. And as the body of believers we are called to, as the scriptures tell us, to make disciples, to baptize them, and to teach them to obey the Lord's commands. And so we're going to spend a little time today talking about that, even as we go through the process of loving God and loving others, that we would do those things that we see that God has called us to. And Christ so wants to remind us day by day how to prioritize that to bring about his perfect will. And so the theme today, a theme for this year and of 2022, don't that just roll off the tongue? Have you thought about that, just looking at that year? 2022, we made it. Wow. I was taking a moment to think about it, and I was like, and, and some of the young people are going to look at me, and they're going to go, wow. I was born in 1968. It's getting very close to... Circling that, that wagon, 2068 is not that far off. But it's been like a puff of smoke. 
here today and gone tomorrow. And it's so important that we stay focused. So he invites us, Jesus invites us to follow him. Today I want to just spend some time talking about inviting to follow him. Turn with me to Matthew, the fourth chapter, verse 18 through 22. Matthew, the fourth chapter, verse 18 through 22. And I'm going to be reading from the King James Version today. As Jesus is coming across these fishermen, it begins by saying, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brothers. Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, in the boat with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, he called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. At the backdrop of this, we understand that Jesus is beginning his ministry for many years. He said, my time has not come, and we see that this time is happening right before Right before this time, he is baptized by John the Baptist. John the Baptist didn't want to baptize Jesus, but Jesus said, suffered it to be so, that now is the time. And so he was baptized of, of, of John, the anointing of God, the Holy Spirit descended like a dove. And Jesus was now, at that appointed time, to step into and follow the Father's leading to minister the good news, the gospel to the whole world. So we see the brothers. Jesus sees the brothers and he calls to them. See, it's important that we examine a few words here as we look at this passage of Scripture. In verse 19, we see it, said, it says, he said to them, follow me. See, this is Jesus' personal invitation to follow him, to be an imitator of him. See, this word here, as we look at, when it even goes a little bit farther down in verse 21, it says he called. And we understand that there are different callings. One is that there's a calling on your life. It's not talking about this one per se so much. But this particular call that we see in verse 21 is a means to invite or someone, summon someone to follow. So he's inviting the fishermen. He's inviting these four men to come and follow him. For example, God called to Adam and, and, and asked Adam to come in Genesis 3, 9. We also see that Moses called the elders together in Exodus 19, and Joel gave a command to call a solemn assembly to pray. He called the people, invited them to come together. And so we see Jesus doing this with these four men. He's calling them into discipleship. He's calling them to be his disciple 
And it's so important that we answer the question, what is a disciple? Have you thought about that a little bit? See, the word disciple means follower. It means follower. And in this instance, to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Being a disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ means to learn from him and to stay close to him. Because he's one that sticks closer than a brother. See, this is actually the term the earlier followers referred to. When describing themselves, they use the word follower, disciple, not Christian. Actually, the word Christian is only documented three times in the Bible, while the word disciple 281 times in the scriptures. He called them to be disciples. He invited them to follow him. And so I just want to take a moment to just dig into this, to exegesis the scriptures a little bit, and so that we can see three powerful messages coming from these scriptures. The first that we see and that we are able to exegesis is that Jesus initiates the discipleship process. That Jesus initiates it. In John 15, 6, here's what Jesus says. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. See, he called them to follow him. The disciples did not go seeking Jesus. Jesus picked them, and he's picking you and I. Now, I don't want us to get that confused with pre-selection or anything like that, because I'm going to explain that a little bit further so that we can get a, a, a good understanding of what's happening here. See, the Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. There's a general calling that goes out over the whole world. That God is, is, is wanting people to know that he, that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. But the Bible also reminds us that he sits high and looks low, that God sees and Jesus sees the inward parts of a man's heart. And so he sees the inward parts of a man's heart and he knows where their heart is. And so he was able to, I believe, Jesus walked through and he probably passed many people. He probably passed doctors and, and professionals and, and, and important men and women that, that understood different things. But he stopped as he was walking on the Sea of Galilee. And he invited these men to come and follow them. And just like he calls us and invites us to know him a little closer, to follow him. This is not, again, this is not a pre-selection. It's a God knowing Jesus sees the very heart of man. And he calls. Calls us right where we are. Sometimes we're in a messed up place, we're in a messed up state. And he calls us to him. He draws us by his sweet, sweet spirit. The second important 
understanding and note that we can see from this is Jesus calls the willing. Jesus calls the willing. Look with me a little bit in verse 20 through 22 of, of Matthew 4. It says, they immediately left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James and John, in the boat with Zebedee. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. They were willing. See, I believe Jesus, again, passed several people. He did not stop at the greatest. He did not stop at the most learned the best looking, or the elegant speakers, but he called the willing. These commercial fishermen were not known as being a cultural elite of their day. We would probably reflect on that today as well. But all of these men, when Jesus said, come and follow me, they immediately left their nets, they immediately left their boat, and they followed him. They were willing. These humble fishermen responded by leaving their careers, their possessions, and even their families to follow him. In the book of Luke, we see it reflected this way. He states that they forsook all. That's what Luke tells us. And they began this new journey with Jesus. See, the word forsake Literally, it means that they turned their back on their former lives. It implies a choice and a commitment. That they made a choice and they turned their back on their way. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. To follow him fully. Jesus knew that they were willing. Just like he is able to see those who are not willing. If you turn with me to the book of John, the 8th chapter, verse 42 through 47, we can see a reflection of this. In the book of John, the 8th chapter, verse 42 through 47, it says this, Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself. But he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources. For he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. See, Jesus knew exactly where these men were. Christ is able to see the heart. But can the heart be changed? Yes, it can. God is long-suffering. He gives us 
opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. See, we see the scripture that says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. See, these men had an opportunity to hear Christ. They had an opportunity to taste and see that the Lord was good, but they rejected it. They didn't believe. These Pharisees were able to taste, but they did not see and they were not willing. So they were not invited to follow him. And so Jesus initiates the discipleship process. Jesus calls the willing. And Jesus calls us to be faithful. As we follow him fully, he wants us to be faithful to the task that he has given us. To prioritize the most important thing. See, the definition, if we were able to take this term discipleship and define it as the process of growing in grace and being conformed to the image of Christ. That as we follow him, we would grow in his grace with him and for others. And we would conform to the image of Christ. And it is initiated by the Holy Spirit through the convicting of sin. See, the Holy Spirit, at the moment we accepted Christ, the Holy Spirit came to lead us, to guide us into all spiritual truth, to convict us, revealing the truth and exalting Christ in us, that we would exalt him as well. And so we see the scriptures unfolding this a little bit of the importance to leave all to follow Christ. Look with me in the book of Luke 14, verse 25 through 27. The book of Luke, chapter 14, verse 25 through 27. It says this, Now great multitudes went with him, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother, wife and children, Brothers and sisters, yes, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be, his, cannot be my disciple. Strong words, isn't it? Kind of hits you right in the... But as we look at the English word hate there, and translated into the Greek word, the Greek word is mesil. The Greek dictionary indicates that this one trans, that the one translation of this word that we see here, hate, means to love less than. That we would love our father and mother, wife and children, brother and sister, less than See, as we look a little closer at this Greek word, Maseo, it corresponds to the rest of the Bible that we see. Jesus is stating that we will never become his disciples 
unless we love our fathers, mothers, wives, children, brothers, sisters, and even our lives less than we love him. So how does this apply to our lives? See, if, if, if our father, mother, or even our husband or wife says to us, I don't want you reading your Bible anymore, we would then must make a decision regarding who we're going to love more. God or our parents. God or our wife or our husband. And that we would need to let our parents and our, and, and our other loved ones know that we love them, we respect their opinion, but we must serve God. We must obey Jesus Christ. And let him be the final point in our lives. Let him lead and direct us. So I'm going to say something that's going to blow our minds a little bit. It's going to feel like a mic drop a little bit. But uh, let's just take a moment to just listen, reflect, allow the Lord to just speak to us. See, when we look at the Great Commission, it's so important that we get an understanding of the Great Commission, what, it, what it's telling us in Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20. See, it says, it says, Go ye therefore and make disciples of all nations. See, remember we gave the definition, disciple is a follower. Make followers baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded, that Jesus has commanded. And lo, I am with you always, even into the end of the age. See, the command of Christ is to make followers, to send out the call those that have been invited to share the good news, that they would become children of God and followers of Jesus. Disciple. That there would be a willing response, that they would be willing to immediately turn and follow Christ and strive to be faithful, to be faithful. In growing in grace and in the knowledge of him. And that we would baptize those followers as that step of obedience. And that we would teach them. See, here's the mic drop. It's, it's, it's not to teach all the things of how to live out life and how to get over this and how to get over that and how to figure out my finances and all those things which are good things, but how to obey Christ. So saints, I know that we've been taught a lot of things, but it's not about developing discipleship programs, followership programs that goes through all the gross steps of life, that teach them to cope with every challenge and every trial of life, to teach them the how-tos, but to teach them to obey the command of Christ. 
And as we obey the command of Christ, Christ will lead us. We will follow him. We're not having to follow others, but to follow Jesus. Just like the first 12 disciples did. Jesus grew them. He wants to grow us. But it is in him we move and breathe and have our being. And yes, the church, the body of believers play a part. We want to teach. We want to have things available. We want to be diligent about making disciples. But then that disciple has a responsibility to always be willing to say, yes, Lord. To always be faithful to follow Christ. See, so many well-intended people have tried to disciple others and failed. That's because they are not your disciple. We are not called to be the leader for others to follow. Christ is. But we are called to teach one another to obey his commands, to let him lead, to let him, let him direct our path. So we don't get to a point where we get so, uh, folks get so enamorated with us that they forget about Christ. See, I wondered why, what, why Paul said, he said, follow me as I follow Christ. Maybe he had some folks that it was just so hard for them to see Christ that he tried to be an example for them, and we want to be an example for one another. But we are not Christ. And so we have to be willing to let him command. And so we teach, follow him, obey him, seek him, study to show yourself approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, Learn of him. He wants to speak daily. Follow him. He wants to direct us in this life. And we come together and we talk about it. And we study it together. We come alongside each other. Doing the very same thing, following Christ. And so we encourage and we teach one another to obey his commands. So saints, we have to stop it. Stop running to others saying, disciple me. You have Christ. Jesus is the one you and I must follow. Deny all. And follow him. So be faithful. Study to show yourself approved. Seek his face. Be like those disciples. They didn't know it. As they were walking on the road, he poured in the scriptures. He unfolded the word of God. And they said, did not our hearts burn within us? See, Jesus He's ever-present. He's right here. He wants to speak to us that God has sent the Holy Spirit 
to remind us, to lead us into all spiritual truth. We can hear his voice. He said we have to let ourselves hear him. Jesus said, you believe in God, believe also in me. Let me guide you. Follow me. I'm giving you an invitation. Keep taking that invitation every single day to follow me. And watch. Watch me make you fishers of men. Watch me do a work in your life that you can't even fathom. Some transforming the whole world through you, through you. We're invited to follow, saints of God. Let us follow him. Let us forsake all and follow our King of kings, our Lord of lords, because he's worthy of us following him.